When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guys, Ed Lewis, Lucas Widman. Fellas, the first round of the NFL draft in the books. And Jalen Carter, the star defensive tackle from Georgia. Ended up not falling, and uh, despite some off-the-field concerns that had a lot of people thinking that he might actually fall to the end of the first round, if not worse. Yeah, back on March 1st, you guys will recall, he was hit with a uh, an arrest warrant. Uh, authorities alleged that he played some kind of role, and you remember that January car crash that killed two people, including one of his teammates. Yeah. Uh, authorities alleged he was racing and reckless driving. They hit him with two misdemeanor counts, uh, both those being misdemeanors. Uh, uh, and they had they made him turn himself in. So he actually had to leave the combine, go back down to Georgia, turn himself in, and then come back to the combine to try to tell uh, NFL teams, like, look, this isn't exactly a big deal. Now, you'll recall it got worse for him. Two weeks later, he showed up to Georgia Pro Day, and he was 15 pounds heavier mm. than what he was at the Combine, and he actually couldn't even finish his workout at the Georgia Pro Day. Uh, the following day, he actually cut a plea to a prosecutors in that reckless driving case. He pleaded no contest, which is not exactly an admission of guilt, but it's also not exactly an admission of not guilt. Right. So, uh, again, all of that march happened in about 15, 16 days, and they were major, major red flags, and a lot of people thought that he could maybe slip out of the top 10, like you said, Said maybe slip into the back half of the, of the first round. Right. But the Eagles traded up, went from 10 to 9 to get him, and I think it surprised a lot of people. Yeah, the only reason you move up a spot is because you fear that somebody might jump right before you and, and take the guy you want. So they clearly, it's not that he was just there. I think that they wanted a Jalen Carter, and, and they went and they got him. A stunning difference, Ed, looking at his mugshot and then seeing him last night on the stage in Kansas City, the whole country watching, seeing him hugging a commissioner, Roger Goodell. This kid has all the talent in the world. A lot of people thought he was the best player in the draft, uh, you know, just talent-wise. And I think now we're going to find out, Lucas, what this kid actually is when he gets into Philadelphia. I think there's a star potential, but there's also probably a bust potential. Right. So people are going to be a little nervous about this at first. They're not going to be nearly as excited as they would have been had none of this happened. So we actually spoke with someone who knows Jalen really well. He actually played with him at Georgia and will actually be his teammate now. It's N'Kobe Dean. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they won championships at Georgia together. And we actually spoke with him about what kind of guy Philadelphia is getting. And Eagles fans are going to love this because he could not say enough nice things about the guy. They are getting the best play in the draft, you ask me. You know, somebody who uh, athletic system is second to none. Um, come in, he's a hard worker. He gonna, he want to win, you know. He going to do whatever it takes to win. He going to do whatever he needs for the team to win. And and you and for my everything that I got from me, great kid. I mean, not everything I got from I know him to be a great kid. You know what I'm saying? So just you know how kind of all the critics and everybody in the media try to pay him to be a bad guy. It's crazy to me. But um, I'm happy for him, and I'm ready for him to get to Philly. We can work. Man, it was a real feeling, you know, just being able to go through college with them and, and play ball and and doing, having all the sets we had in college and then being able to basically live out our dreams together 
uh, and play for the Eagles all together. It's kind of surreal just to see how everything working out. You know, guys, they're like the Philadelphia Bulldogs now. I mean, last night, <laughs> right? It's incredible. I, I, I Look, they, they take Jordan Davis, obviously, last year with N'Kobe. And, of course, they also drafted, along with Jalen, uh, Nolan Smith. Do you think that that's a positive, to have guys that you were in college with, guys you're familiar with, and can guide him if he ever starts to sort of go astray? Well, yeah, and I, I think it's a huge deal when you consider the reports that came out last night following Jalen Carter's draft pick. Uh, uh, several reporters, uh, reputable reporters, said that three teams in the top 10 had taken Jalen off of their board for off the field wow. concerns. And then there was a report that came out today that said uh, several Georgia coaches spoke poorly about him in, in, during pre, pre-draft Whoa. interview process. So, His own coaches. Uh, exactly. So it's a big deal that N'Kobe Dean, who was a captain on that team, you know, remember he was maybe the best player on that team, yeah. uh, would say that, look, this guy is a good guy. He is good both on the field and off the field. So like you said, I think it's a big deal that he's surrounded by former teammates who know him and can kind of uh, uh, if he does some way, somehow how uh, revert to uh, off the field problems, they can kind of lead them on the right track. Yeah, a familiar face goes a long way and to have several Bulldogs in that locker room, I think it's going to be great for him and he's going to have that kind of guidance that uh, maybe he needed a month ago, but at least he has it now and uh, things are going to be good for him. I, have, I feel like it's going to be a great fit for him uh, in Philadelphia. And if, you're, if your team is going to be made up of half of a college uh, college team's defense, probably Georgia's a good one. That defense was <laughs> scary good. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. Of course, uh, game six last night, uh, and the Celtics sent home the Hawks. Now, after the game, uh, Jason Tatum giving an interview. He had an apology. Uh, you know, you don't you don't typically win a series and then start apologizing to people, especially not to big-time celebrities, but that's what happened last night. Jason Tatum apologizing to Janet Jackson. Watch this. Now you're officially moving on. You're facing the Philadelphia 76ers. What are you looking forward to out of that series? Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I want to enjoy this one right now. I want to send an apology to uh, the legend Janet Jackson. We were supposed to close it out in Boston. She had to postpone her show. I hope, I hope she see this. Uh, you know, I apologize for that, but we got it done today. Now, of course, uh, State Farm Arena in Atlanta was double booked on Thursday. There was supposed to be the Janet Jackson concert uh, for her uh, Together Again tour. Uh, everyone was really excited about that, but <laughs> apparently they didn't think the uh, the Hawks were going to make it that far. So it's really funny that this became the Janet Jackson series. But what I really wish would have happened is she demanded like courtside seats and was like, I'm still going to make this about me. Forget your little basketball game. But, you know, it all worked out and the Celtics moved they on. They should like have had her expected. perform at halftime. There there you go. That's a great idea. Look, there's also great news for Jason, though, that uh, he now has three days off because the Sixers don't play the Celtics or Celtics don't play the Sixers until Monday night, uh, which means he has three days to catch one of Janet's shows. She's in Atlanta, <laughs> Memphis and St. Louis all three days. Who knows? Maybe he's uh, he's going to go and apologize to her in person. We talked about the 76ers and the Boston Celtics uh, going to do battle in the second round of the NBA playoffs on Monday. But it's actually something that happened last week that has a 76ers star, let's call it, in the news right now. So James Harden uh, was uh, at uh, Las Vegas Casino, was at the Flamingo around 125 in the morning, early Monday morning. Had a few days off after the Sixers put a beat down on the Brooklyn Nets and James wanted to sort of go get a little uh, R&R, though. Don't know that's exactly what you get in Vegas, but he was with some buddies when he was uh, captured on video in a confrontation with another man. Watch this. 
So we got some information on what actually went down here and to us, what we were told is the man in this video is someone that James Harden knows really well. Actually, he is a member of his crew. So he travels with him all over the place. We're told this was actually a, a non-issue for them at all. It was just kind of like a, a little argument between brothers. Uh, it was kind of described to me as like, a, hey, stupid, what do you think you were doing, you know? <laughs> so the, the guys, you know, they went inside and they went about their night and, you know, had a great time. So they had no issues whatsoever. and and they just moved on. Yeah, and from a police perspective, they clearly didn't think there was an issue here at all either. I spoke with cops earlier this week and they told me that they were not called to the scene. There's been no incident reports involving James Harden. So in, in their eyes, there's nothing going on here. Even though you can see in the video, he does put his hands on them. Oh, he slaps them. It, 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 it does, it, cops are saying, no, it, they're, they're not involved. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and that's sort of the feeling I had though, when I watched this from the first time we watched this. The guy, look, and James Harden's six foot five. He's obviously is a physically imposing person. When he slaps the other guy, that man doesn't even take a step back. And I think if that was somebody who didn't know James or was somebody who was on the receiving end of a really angry James Harden, I think you probably would take a few steps back and try and get in a better position where you could defend yourself if need be. But he didn't do that. And, and yeah, I, I completely buy that these guys are buddies. Look, it does pose the conversation and a lot of fans in Philadelphia right now are having this conversation. The, the debate, should he be in Vegas? Should he have sort of stayed home? And, and actually rested and gotten ready for what uh, promises to be a really difficult series for Philadelphia. I, I don't know. And it's worth noting the Sixers didn't have to practice again until Tuesday this week. So, I mean, is it the best look? No, but at the same time, People are allowed to do whatever they need to get in that right headspace when you're in a big playoff run. If you're going to the championship, you could be playing until June. So a few days in Vegas, I'm okay with it. All right, guys, moving on to James Harden's former Brooklyn Nets teammate, Kevin Durant. Uh, the Phoenix Suns star has signed a lifetime deal with Nike joining the likes of uh, guys like Michael Jordan, who of course has Jordan brand, and none other than LeBron James. Yeah, so this is really big news for, for Kevin Durant, and you know, it actually makes perfect sense for him. He's never had any other brand deal in his career. It's always yeah. been Nike, it's always been checks over stripes, as people say, um, but it's a partnership that, that they've always wanted. You know, Kevin Durant uh, works with Nike uh, with his foundation. They, uh, you know, resurface basketball courts all, all over the country, uh, throughout the world, actually, and wow. And they, you know, they're really hand in hand and they've been there every step of the way. So it's awesome for KD. And you know that is coming with a hefty paycheck because, you know, people talk about LeBron's deal being estimated at about a billion dollars. You know, the, the numbers aren't out there yet, but you got to imagine Kevin Durant is a massive star. It comes with yeah. a big price tag. It seems like a no brainer for both sides, right? I mean, Kevin Durant has been with Nike his whole life. Like you said, Lucas and Nike obviously can make a lot more money off Kevin Durant, one of the most legendary NBA players ever for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So uh, I, I I think it's a, a, a move we all anticipated. Same with Steph Curry a couple weeks ago. If you remember, he signed a lifetime deal with, with Under Armour, one that could be a lifetime deal with Under Armour. So uh, I think you see these with these legends. Uh, they, they link up with a shoe company that had them from the start, and they just don't want to leave. And obviously, shoe companies don't want any way of getting them out. So uh, a good move for everybody here. 
Yeah, and it's got to be lucrative. He's making, Kevin is making $43 million this year. He's got, aside from the Nike deal, he's got a bunch of other sponsorships. I mean, the reality is he's one of the greatest players ever. He's one of the greatest scorers ever. And uh, and now he is going to be with Nike well, well beyond, you know, when the time uh, comes where he hangs up uh, the the basketball shoes as a player. He's going to have a relationship with the company for decades and decades to come. And he's just one of the greatest ever. Coming up next on TMC Sports, skateboarding star Nyjah Houston returning for the first time since suffering a serious injury. The question is, how long does one of the biggest stars in the sport wish to continue competing? Nyjah's going to join us. We're going to ask him that very question next on TMC Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMC Sports. I'm Mike Babcock here. Uh, Street League skateboarding headed to Chicago this weekend on Saturday. And uh, this is a very special event because this man right here, the legend himself, Nigel Houston, returning from a very serious injury, getting back on that board and is actually competing. Nigel, my brother, how are you? Doing good, doing good. It's good to be back on the board. And man, took some... Took some work, man. Takes a lot of work coming back from an injury like that. So that was an ACL injury, wasn't it? Yeah, that was ACL surgery. Um, it was also like a partial tear in my meniscus. And I also had a fracture in my tibia. So it was like a bunch of stuff all from one, one fall. Um, and that was my first surgery ever and my first like serious, serious injury like that ever. Obviously, I get hurt all the time, but it's normally like ankle sprains, bruised heels, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like a totally new like process for me. Um, still, still got a couple more months of PT that I'm going to do just to make sure I'm like fully back hundred percent, but feeling good, feeling good. That's crazy that that's the first surgery you've had and first serious injury. If anybody looks, if anybody's watched you, if they look at your social media pages, you would be like, yeah, this guy must get hurt all the time with some of the stuff that you do. It's incredible. Um, what, what was the rehab like, Nigel? I imagine it was grueling and long and, and not not much fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely not much fun. But at the same time, it like helped keep me busy because when I first found out I needed surgery, I was like... I'm going to be so bored for the next like six months and then going to PT, I was like on it right away. And that's, that's why I was able to start skating like a month or two sooner than, than I expected or than most people, because I was literally like at PT, like 10 days after, after surgery, like putting pressure on my leg, getting on my feet, starting to walk without the crutches. And, um, that made a big difference and really gave me that step ahead. Um, but yeah, I mean, just just going in there like every day out of the week and doing the same workouts every time, it obviously gets a little boring and repetitive. I could see something like that either making you say, 
all right, I'm, I'm done. Like I've made, I've made more money than I could probably spend. I'm good. Or you probably might say, I miss being on a board. You don't realize how much you love something sometimes until it's gone. Any of that happened to you? You ever think about, hey, I don't want to do this anymore? Or, or did you really miss it? Um, no, no. I mean, it's skateboarding is so much more to me than, than a job or than making money or making a living for myself. It's, uh, it's, it really is my life. And it's something that I plan on doing until I physically can't anymore. So I want to do everything I can to make sure that uh, I can I can make that happen and make sure I'm going to be like 56 years old, still grinding rails out there. I, I was going to say, are you going to be like, are we going to have like a, like a, like a Tony Hawk kind of deal, like 54 and, and Nigel still out there on the board? Yes. Yes. That is the plan. Um, I can't say that I, it's just so much different. Cause like I see, I see the stuff that Tony still does and it blows my mind because he is, He's what, like 55 now? I think so. Yeah, 54, 55. Like, yeah, he's still doing like very valid like tricks. I feel like with all the the new age technology and stuff, we'll be, we'll be able to keep me going for a while. I, I think <laughs> so too. Uh, I'll, I'll let you get out of here in a sec, Nigel. What can the fans expect uh, this weekend though uh, at the SLS event from you? I, I know you said not maybe 100% just yet. Uh, what are they going to see out there? Yeah, not 100% yet, but definitely getting close. Um, still got some more some more practicing to do and just some more time to fully get the, the confidence back. Um, it really takes a lot to get that back because it also takes like, like I feel at my best when I'm skating, when I'm out, out street skating, skating these really big spots because that's what really like builds your confidence up. Right. Um, but fans can expect for me to go out there and have a great time and, you know, be, be smiling a lot and just be happy to be, be back out there on the board. And also even aside from this injury, just like, as the years go on and as the years that I get older, I feel like I just appreciate more and more still having the opportunity to be out there skating with these guys because at this point I have had a very long career. So very, uh, very appreciative and always having fun out there. Well, it's the uh, Street League skateboarding going down uh, Saturday in Chicago. These events are not the same without you. And um, now you're back. So, Nigel, thank you so much for your time, brother. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Creed 3 was one of the biggest selling movies, one of the one of the blockbusters of, of 2023. The movie has made more than $260 million worldwide. And now you, you, if you've got money at least, you can actually own a pair of the gloves that Michael B. Jordan, one of the biggest actors, one of the biggest stars in the world, that he actually wore while filming and in the movie. Now, these are, uh, you see them right there, they are 10-ounce Grant boxing gloves. Now, Grant is a, these are not prop gloves or anything like that. Grant is the premier glove maker. A lot of your top uh, favorite fighters, they wear Grant gloves when they enter the ring. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what Michael B. Jordan wore while taping, uh, while filming this movie. So they are uh, on the auction block at SCP Auctions. Now, the auction ends, guys, on Saturday. Right now, there is a bid for $2,500. So, you know, we've seen this happen with auctions. These things go up. You know, the price really jumps the last minute. But right now, relatively affordable for something that, again, was in this blockbuster, this huge movie. 
2500 bucks. I'm not in love with these. <laughs> I don't want I want to be the rain cloud here, but wow. I mean, oh, you are. Right? This is it's not rocky. You know what I mean? Like everybody <laughs> wants Creed to be rocky, but it's just not. I mean, in 10, 15, 20 years, are we going to remember wow. Creed 3 as this amazing groundbreaking life-changing movie? I don't really think so. I I I'm not in love with this. I, I love Michael B. Jordan. I, I love the idea yeah. of it that it's loosely affiliated with Rocky and maybe wow. you know if Michael B. Jordan becomes a, a Sylvester Stallone type down the road, these could be worth substantially more, but I just don't get the lure of buying a Creed 3 prop. It just... <laughs> nice movie, cool movie, fun deal, but uh, in 10, 15, 20 years, are these going to be worth significantly more, especially Michael B. Jordan doesn't evolve into, you know, a legendary actor? Who knows, you know? Jeez. Wow. <laughs> I was just about to say that I love the Creed trilogy. <laughs> I mean, you could love it, but is it, is it going to be rocky in 20 I mean, years? Yeah, like, so it was a little corny at parts, uh, especially the most recent installment, but I was about to say we should all chip in it. to get these, but forget that now. I'm out of I know. It just, like, rained on my parade. I was going to ask if you guys wanted to split it yeah. No, I don't. I came up with the nickname for it, calling it Threed. I mean, just, man. Threed. They should have done that. Well... Well, I don't know if this is going to appeal to you anymore, Ed, but if uh, if you don't want to buy the Michael B. Jordan gloves, you can actually uh, get, uh, is it the anti the main antagonist of the movie Jonathan Majors Jonathan Majors who of course and uh, we can get into some of the stuff he has you know like he has been accused of domestic violence but Jonathan Majors is probably the biggest uh, up and coming rising stars in Hollywood he was in the movie too his gloves also made by Grant a pair of black Grant boxing gloves also on the auction block though I feel like Ed uh, is not going to want to buy those either. <laughs> Still not interested. <laughs> yeah, I don't want those. Happy I don't want those. Though. <laughs> All right, fellas, we are just about out of time. Uh, check us out on Monday. Lots and lots of draft coverage. Of course, congratulations to Will Levis on finally getting drafted. Took a, a day later, but it finally happened. Congrats to his girlfriend and his sister, too. Uh, guys, we'll have a bunch of coverage, draft coverage, parties. Guys happy, maybe buying mom cars, houses, uh, lots of fun stuff. On Monday, have a great weekend. We'll see you then.